Curiosity. Kill the rat. Curiosity. Kill the rat. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Curiosity Killed the Rat. My name is Matt and I am an enthusiastic person for science. That's an right, I butchered the delivery, person. but you know what? I'm rolling with it because you know what? If life gives you lemons, make a religion. So, I'm jo- <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> back up a hot sec. <laughs> I don't know, man. What? Just roll with it. We're, we're powering through. As always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Kate. Yes, you are. I am here also. Uh, <laughs> and I'm still caught up on this. We're forming a new religion. Okay, cool. Uh, is it the religion of science? Um, Can be. What have I got myself into here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We're not alone today, so we should probably, like, tone down the huck step. But also, nah. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you're listening to this podcast, you know what you're in for. Or if you don't, hello, new listeners. Um, We're sorry. Sorry if this ain't your vibe. Guess you won't listen again. But also, We'd love this it is if our vibe, so hope you, hope you vibe our vibe. Anyway, anyway, I'm Kate. I am a neuroscientist. I am the... Regular scientist on this show, but today I am passing that baton on and we are joined by a return guest. Now I have decided, friend of the show, um, has reached friend of the show status. <laughs> We've got Catriona here. How you going, Catriona? How's it? How's it hanging? I'm doing pretty well, thank you. Pretty well, all things considered, all yeah, yeah. COVID circumstances <laughs> considered. Yeah. No, good hanging to have you back, with... Catriona. Thank you. It's good to be back. I am a friend. Yes. We always want our friends back. <laughs> I have friends. I definitely have, have friends. friends. No, no one gets that reference. I literally from... started singing along, Kate. What do you... Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, cool. I just... <laughs> see, watch me just assume that no one gets my references um, before I've even, like, You know what they the say about assuming? Me. It makes an ass out of Kate. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's true. So mm. please save me from my own um, arsery, Catriona. <laughs> um, tell us about yourself, first of all. For pe- pe- people who maybe missed your last episode, don't know your deal, don't know who you are. Um, my deal. My deal. You? What is... What is your, you know, strongest belief in life? Um, <laughs> wow. That I need to join value. this religion that you're starting. <laughs> it's yes. the lemon religion. Correct answer. You're <laughs> allowed to stay for the rest of the episode. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I consider myself a singing scientist in that I um, dream up immunology experiments when I'm in the shower and I sing when I'm in the lab. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I, I study immunology and I also do a lot of science communication on the side. Started singing some sciencey kind of songs. Yeah, uh, yeah. Me. I mean, we'll drop your handles and stuff at the end of the episode <laughs> and in the description. But like right now, if you want to just like pause the app, as long as you promise to come back, mm. pause the app, jump on YouTube. Uh, what's your YouTube handle? Neuroscientist. Neuroscientist. N-Y-U-R-O. Scientist. Mm. And just like listen to some of those bops because they're brilliant. They're all brilliant. Oh, thank and they you. will get <laughs> stuck in your head. Um, so when they're stuck in your head and you need something to get them out of your head, come back to this episode mm. and we'll hear Catriona talk about <laughs> some of some of that science, some of the cool science that you do. Uh, in song form, possibly. I don't know. Are you planning on breaking Ooh. into song? 
uh, mid episode, just like <laughs> freestyling some. <laughs> Yeah, just just a rap, a rap about um, <laughs> immunology. Yeah, Thanks. right now, I'll yeah. give you some prompt words. T cells, go. So uh-huh. T cells, T cells. Um, yeah, my what favorite kind of cells. Um, so the, these are immune cells that kind of take their time to to set up, um, but once they do, so it, it can be like you know seven days after infection or, or five days after an infection, which is why you are sick for like several days before you actually get better. Mm. Um, they whip out their their little ninja swords. Um, I love and- immune cells and all <laughs> the analogies to do with like ninja swords and just well, general badassery. I'm here yeah, for I, it. I, they're, they're totally snipers because, you know, snipers do have to, you know, set up to perfection so that they can really efficiently eliminate whatever their target is. Mm. Ah, yes, Um, the ninja sword, a common tool of the sniper. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Um, Well, okay, in general they're snipers, but then there are like different types of T-cells. So they'll they'll recognise different molecules. Um, So it could be molecules from, you know, one particular influenza virus that causes the flu, or it could be um, a molecule from the bacterium that causes tuberculosis. Um, So they all have very specific targets. Um, And then if they kind of recognize that target, then they can either sort of be a ninja killer. So then they do use the sword. Um, Mm. So they will kill infected host cells, so cells of our body that are infected so that it's kind of like quarantine. They're not letting the infection spread right. anymore. Um, and then we also have... Helper. So what I'm hearing is that they're like different styles. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say what I'm, what I'm hearing is that we have like different assassin styles um, <laughs> of T-cell. Yeah. We've got, you know, the, the type of assassin that likes to like park itself on top of a really tall building and like have its sniper point ready at the at the target that was its latest written assignment or whatever um and then you've got the assassin that's more hands-on maybe has some daggers has some like ninja swords sneaks in and likes to you know do it in the in the gut with a knife i'm doing a stabbing motion for everyone that <laughs> this can't is an audio see me medium, right now yes. i just remembered that we're an audio <laughs> medium and that my little you know <laughs> your sniper setup wasn't wasn't seen no, I also did a full. Right. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. You're missing out on the full. Maybe we should. Maybe one day this we'll a do video. a video podcast. One day. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we should. We should record the video of this because I, I gesticulate, just gesticulate a lot. The downside um, is I wouldn't be able to edit it down as much as I do. <laughs> I mean, what edit? Uh, what we no, this this, is, we I are completely unedited. I never audio. make any mistakes that Matt has to fix. I don't know what that was you are flawless oh always um <laughs> but anyway sorry you were saying before i got into t-cells into being badass n- ninjas before i <laughs> launched into yeah you were saying something about helper t-cells we've also got helper t-cells yeah yeah so um when i'm thinking about them I, I think of them as like superman or something but um yeah they they basically give help to a whole bunch of other types of immune cells so they'll help the ninjas they'll help um, B cells, which is another type of immune cell that um, produces antibodies, which you may have heard of. Um, but yeah, so why so don't got... ants ever get sick? Oh gosh, go on. <laughs> because of their antibodies. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> A 
soon as I opened with that, Catriona is like, oh, God, this one. And Matt just like, what? And then you just like got it and you're like, oh. Catriona, would you say that joke <laughs> bugs you? Oh. <laughs> is it too late to leave? <laughs> yes, you're in. You're yeah. sorry. No, this is great. This is great humour. <laughs> Don't leave. <laughs> like if you you know if you weren't expecting the dad jokes um mm. can you really call yourself a friend of the show that's all i'm saying <laughs> you know you should know what you're in for by now Kate uh, has a point yeah. <laughs> no it's all good so, i appreciate antibodies <laughs> um well antibodies weren't weren't the, the focus or the feature but no basically... but they were the punchline of a joke that they i knew were. so i made it happen you're welcome <laughs> thank you I, I See? set it up for you I, you did. We're a good team. Mm. Um, yeah, so that that's basically, broadly speaking, two types of T-cells. And um, T-cells typically recognise, um, I mentioned that they're recognising molecules from, from viruses and bacteria and, and those kind of pathogens, but um, they, they can mostly recognise peptides, which is broken down or which are broken down proteins. So all the cells in your body, they, they kind of have the circle of life where they, they build proteins, they break proteins down. And a lot of the time that's sort of just taken out of the cycle and popped up for T cells to check, kind of like a security guard. They're just sort of checking, making sure everything's all right. No one's breaking and entering. Um <laughs> This is getting pretty visual. I guess. <laughs> no, I'm just. I know. I'm just loving that. Like in our body, we've got sniper assassins, we've got ninja assassins, we've got Superman, and we've got security guards. Um, and they're all T cells. If it, um, um, if it hasn't been done already, may I make a request of the singing scientist at some point? Can Can you do a, a parody cover of Riptide by Vance Joy, but it's peptide? Like, teeny cells breaking <laughs> down and the peptides. Oh, my gosh. Something yes. like that. Yeah, Please. Yeah. Dedicated to you. Oh, thank you. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay. I love it too. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, you know, T-cells are just sort of checking that everything's okay, and usually the peptides that they're seeing come from healthy cells of the body, so... They're sort of like, oh, nothing to see here and, and keep moving along. But if you have an infected cell, suddenly you've got potentially a whole bunch of proteins that come from whatever it's infecting you, like a bacteria or you know a virus or whatever. So does um, it sense like free floating sort of like peptides or ones like attached to cells? whether they're like infected or healthy cells. Are they little like tags saying like, I'm healthy or I'm sick? So T cells are a little bit precious. They need these molecules to be handed to them on a silver platter. So, so they do need to be picked up and presented. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we use the term present. Um, they're presented mm-hmm. by a, a molecule called um, HLA in humans at least, um, and the reason why I bring the name up is because that's actually what determines whether or not you can receive someone's kidney. So that's just, that's just a fun fact oh. of transplantation. Um, right. It's yeah, yeah. all about the HLA. Um, and we can get into that later if you want. But um, just sort of moving yes, on. Basically, definitely. HLA picks up peptides and shows them to T-cells. So it's still attached mm-hmm. to the cell. Yeah. Um, 
Whereas antibodies, which we mentioned, they're mm. the ones that see more free-floating yeah. bits of viruses and, and bacteria. The T cells care more about what's inside a cell. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the idea is that conventional T cells recognize peptides, but I study unconventional T cells. Ooh, I like of course you do. Them as, as hipsters. You hipster you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totes a hipster. They're not like um, other T cells. They're different. They're quirky. <laughs> They, they wear glasses like like all of us yeah. <laughs> um, and, and bow ties and everything. So, so um, these unconventional T-cells or, or hipster T-cells that I study, um, some of them respond to vitamin B metabolites. Um, so if you're thinking about Vegemite, um, VB, that kind of thing. <laughs> Matt, aren't you always thinking about Vegemite? Literally every meal I have has Vegemite in it. Well, maybe not literally, <laughs> but, you know, literally in the figurative sense. <laughs> literally in the figurative Liger- sense, yeah. Literally is a hyperbolic figuratively. <laughs> I have Vegemite <laughs> in every meal. I eat a lot of Vegemite. Anyway, vitamin B. And, and your bright as bright can Vegemite. be. Aww. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so some of them are recognizing vitamin B metabolites and they're called mate cells. They're like, they're oh, your mates. No way. As yeah. The ones from Vegemite are mate cells. Yep. Oh, so Australian. I like that. I like mate. that a lot. Mate, I love that. That's, I love immunologists and then just the way they name things. Mm. It's got to get like natural killer cells. I've said this before on the podcast. Natural killer cells get my favorite, like the award of like my favoritely named thing because it's just like how metal is that that's just fucking well sick. well well wait for it oh oh um, okay the, one, the ones i care more about i mean like you know i i do look at both but i love um, all my children equally but <laughs> but um uh, a, a lot of other unconventional T cells recognize lipid molecules so this is if, if you think mm. about fats and oils when they break down um, they they form lipids, or, or rather, they're made up of lipids. Um, so yeah, basically, yeah. just oil. Um, so, like the soap sperm. Uh, Talking. Yes. That's a throwback to a past episode. If you guys haven't watched our episode on soap, that would make no sense. Um, but for, yeah, for those of you yep. that have, you would have got that. For those of you that haven't, I described the um, you know the hydrophobic tail and the yeah. hydrophilic Visually head as. It works. as I think Matt was the one that said sperm in the end, and then we just stuck yeah, with it. Yeah, because I think you said tadpole, but I said sperm because, haha. No, I, we didn't say tadpole because oh, I remember getting right. an email after the episode from someone that was like, why didn't you just say tadpole when you couldn't think of anything? <laughs> because we sperm like, oh. funny. Because sperm is objectively hilarious. Yeah. Because we are children. <laughs> I'm not 26. Shush. Um... <laughs> Moving right back to our lipids. Yeah. So so um, the reason why I was like, oh, well, you like natural killer cells, do you? Um, mm. So uh, you know how I said the, the silver platter or, or the thing that presents peptides is called HLA. Um, mm. The thing that presents lipids is a little bit different, looks very, very similar, but is different. Mm. And it, it's called CD1. And you have different, you have CD1A, CD1B, CD1C, but, you know, names. Um, but mm. any any that recognise CD1D is actually called a natural killer T cell. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, because they look so much like natural killer cells, like your favourite. But um, yes. they're, they're also T cells. So um, 
They're kind of like Trip the best of both worlds. T cells. So with the T cells being able to do multiple different things, like some of the T cells are snipers, some of them have got little ninja swords, some of them are natural killers, you know. Are uh, the uh, 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 of course the one that's a natural killer T cell like has a slightly different name, but like the other ones that do different jobs, do they have like separate subcategories of names to divide them, or is it just any T cell can take on any role depending on what kind of infection or whatever presents itself to the cell? Um, that is a good question, and um, the answer is yes, but but how? Um Yes, in that, uh, I mean, you, you gave me two options. Yeah, there. I was going to say, um, <laughs> I gave you a, it's an A or B question. You answered yes. Is it this or this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so th- the answer is that uh, T cells do have a path that they follow and, and that path is kind of decided when they're going through their education, um, sort of like, you know, you, you, would, system you would study school. and become... <laughs> an artist or you would study and become a scientist or yeah. you'd study and become a lawyer. Oh, like excuse kind of me. You can be an artist and a scientist. Wait, yes, well, I'm messing this to you, the singing yeah. scientist of all people. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, the epitome of joining arts and science, but so you can join arts and science. The high snap, horse. snap, snap. Yes, you can. <laughs> Maybe art and science is a bad, was a bad um, <laughs> choice, but um, the, I get the, the point, the point yeah. is <laughs> T-cells yeah, yeah. do learn. Um, so they actually develop in in an organ called the thymus. And fun fact, the thymus is the most recent organ for which we have, like, figured out what its use is. Right. What is its use? What What is the thymus? It's where the T-cells develop. Like, that is its use. <laughs> is that why they're called T-cells? Is it T for thymus? Yes. <gasps> it actually is? Yes. And then are B-cells B for, like, bone? No, so they do um, come from the bone marrow, and that's where. Damn, I thought developed. I just had like but, a genius no. moment there, but no. That, okay. That's how that's how like a lot of immunology students remember it, but um, the yeah, B actually yeah, stands for bursa because it's in the bursa in a bird. Oh, okay. No, I don't <laughs> like that. I'm gonna say it means bone. Um. <laughs> bone marrow. Oh, oh. Well, bone. Compared to the thymus, you know, bone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, that was that was my distinction in my in my non immunologist brain. Mm. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess you know, people didn't really care about the thymus for so long because it, it it's very active when you're a child um, because mm-hmm. all your T cells are developing and they're going through education as you're growing up yourself and going through your own education. Um, but awesome, growing yeah. with your cells. <laughs> um, you're being educated together. <laughs> We've been on a journey together. <laughs> you wouldn't get it. You weren't there. Yeah. But once once you have sort of grown up, um, sort of, you know, physically. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I will never grow up. I resent emotionally. that. <laughs> nah. Nah. That's, nah. Who grows up? Um we, Grow old, not up. But but your your T cells do, and and they they stop growing, and they're finished. Um, so your thymus, which is quite big when you're a child, and it's actually a problem when uh, children are getting heart surgery because the thymus is it sits in front of the heart and it gets in the way. So mm-hmm. for all these poor children, um, often bits of the thymus has to be removed. 
um, so mm. that they can access the heart. But once you're an adult, it just shrivels up and it's still oh, no sort way. of in the same place, but it's very small and so it doesn't get in the way. So it's not and just like small relative to like the rest of you keeps growing, like it actually shrinks. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm. And like what sort of age, like I don't know if you know this, but like what sort of age does it stop becoming a problem for heart surgery specifically i don't know that's a weird um, question but no no I, I get the question um i i don't know specifically and i think it would be different for a lot of people but um just based on the fact that i'm myself and and other people in our lab we we actually receive thymine from children um at, mm-hmm. at the children's hospital we stop getting them like when they're sort of hitting the puberty age. But once I did receive an 18-year-old thymus. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I guess it's different for every person. It and then, yeah. you know, that's not to say that um, it, it's not getting in the way for, for other people as well. But, mm, you know, mm, we just mm. get what we get. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> we just get what we get. It's just like the most universally. Well, man. That's life. Oh, that's pretty deep, though. Damn. <laughs> Anyway, oh. I, I just went down like a philosophical rabbit hole with yeah. we get what we get and I completely <laughs> forgot what we were talking about T-cells. prior to heart surgery and... T-cells and their different um, oh, yeah. purposes. Thym- the thymus and the T-cells. And yes. The- oh, how oh, learn the, to be the different T-cells things. T-cells learn. Yes, they do. yes. Right. okay. Yeah. Yo, wow, um, that was a tangent. So we're still figuring that out. Um, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> like, uh, like so the answer is fucking it's complicated. Science blue balling us again. Um, for conventional T cells, we have a better idea. Um, but for, for unconventional T cells, they're, you know, the new kids on the block. So we don't know as much. Um, having said that, um, people have started learning a lot more about how natural killer T cells develop and, and how mate cells develop. But, but, Basically, to cut a long story short, they they somehow do pick up um, different kind of roles. So even when they're not active, before they've even you know thought about becoming active and and fighting any any bacteria or, or virus, um, they they must have some sort of imprinted kind of system where they're like, oh, I am going to be the type of cell that is an assassin or I'm going to be the type of cell that just helps a whole bunch of other cells. So could these T-cells potentially be used in like things like vaccinations and medications? Like if we could somehow produce T-cells outside of a human body or if we have to extract them from a human body and inject them into another person, could they then adopt the role specific to whatever that person's dilemma is? Well, that's actually a super great question. Um, we can't add them to vaccines, but um, vaccines, so I mentioned that there are B and T cells. A lot of vaccines currently target B cells because it's just, um, I guess, easier for the body um, somehow to, to make antibodies against something as opposed to generating a whole lot of T cells against whatever we're, we're using in the vaccination. Mm. Um, but for example, for the flu, um, the the idea behind what a lot of people are doing to try and get a universal flu vaccine so that we don't need to get our yearly shot is trying to to encourage T cells to get involved in the fight. Right. Um, so in terms of vaccines, yes, we, we want to target the T cells with whatever we're adding to the vaccine. Um, 
But in terms of medicine and, and therapy, um, there are, we have so many names of different types of T cells, but um, there are these really, there's a cool idea called a CAR T cell. Um, and what a CAR T cell is, is it's a, several T cells are taken out of a cancer patient's body. And in a dish, they're engineered to be like really geared up killers and then put back into the body. They're pimped up with their <laughs> Batmobile. Alfred gets, gets out and, and decks him out with his, get decks out the Batman T-cell with all his um I'm imagining Bat even gear. like a Captain America super soldier <laughs> serum kind of vibe, you know? Yeah. Some sort of superhero analogy. (laughs) I don't know. Are you DC? Are you Marvel or or DC? I just, you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So the idea is that you do kit them out with um, all the weapons they need, um, but they still have the specificity. So um, I mentioned that the T cells will, you know, target specific molecules from a bacteria or virus, but they can also target specific molecules from a tumor, so a cancer cell. so the idea is that you're putting an army of, of T cells back into the patient that can specifically target a tumor right. and clear it, just get rid of it, kill it all. Because T cells attack like our own cells in our body that have become infected. Whereas am I right or wrong in saying that antibodies just go after foreign particles like viruses or bacteria do antibodies go after our own cells they they can so antibodies are a little bit different in that they play different roles so um antibodies will bind to um whatever their target is whether it's free floating or it's attached to a cell but um they they have multiple roles so so one thing is that an antibody can bind um to you know some sort of foreign thing in the blood um and then that sort of targets it um for i kind of think of you know another type of immune cell is pac-man so pac-man comes along and just like gobbles it up yeah eats it up. those are your your phagocytes matt remember ah i love them um yeah i brought up phagocytes i think what oh was an episode on like the appendix or something and as soon as i said the word phagocyte matt just like burst out laughing because because um, he didn't realize it was spelt with a ph yeah Uh, (laughs) i thought it was spelt with an f because yeah. it's just such a normal word to us, right? So like, oh yeah, phagocytes, and that's like that's a funny word. That's a funny <laughs> word. Just shows you how reasons. often, like scientists, we just like these really strange words just become so normal to us. Mm. Uh. Yeah, very true. Um, but yeah, the phagocytes or the Pac-Man, <laughs> sorry, P and P. Yeah, they'll they'll come and and sort of gobble it up and degrade the the foreign thing, um, but. Uh, Antibodies can also do other things where they they activate um, a system called complement, and basically the end goal of complement is to form a, a sort of massive complex that will attack a membrane. So um, that that is attacking cells um, of, of of your own body that are infected, right. or um, uh, also antibodies can recruit natural killer cells. Dun, dun, dun. And then we'll come and kill. Um, so again, killing um, infected cells or not necessarily infected cells, but um, things like phagocytes that have 
gobbled up, mm. you know, whatever the invader is. So basically it's it's seek and destroy. Mm. That well, is the point of the immune system. I'm waiting <laughs> for the big team up movie, Avengers style of all the different you, you know, you've got your natural killer cells, you've got your T cells, you've got your Honestly, phagocytes. Honestly, I don't know why, like, the massive collab, any, any Psycom people out there listening to this that has, you know, have animation skills, etc. hit me up. I'd be down to help write the script for <laughs> Avengers Immune System style. <laughs> Avengers uh, Immune just, System. I don't know. That's got a nice ring to it. Avengers, Avengers immune, immune System. system. <laughs> like, I'm here for it. I'm so uh, here for it. Um... Uh, I'm down. I'll I'll write the soundtrack. Can be yes. a musical. Yes. Oh my god, it can be a musical. <laughs> oh, sorry. I apologize for my gain. I thought I checked my enthusiasm levels, but apparently I didn't check musical enthusiasm oh, levels. That's a whole different <laughs> thing. This because is a... my microphone didn't like that. <laughs> it's all right. It'll it'll come through. <laughs> oh dear. Um, okay. Well, I guess because like, um, I can't explain this very well and you'll definitely explain it better than me, but for, you know, Matt's sake or any listeners that don't understand, oh my gosh, the immune system and all its complexity instead of just kind of like, what's the sort of main distinction between things like, you know, T cells as an attack method or immune method and, you know, the antibodies and the, that sort of system, like there's sort of, you know, the innate immune system versus... Yeah acquired immune system um vibe well i think you've hit the nail on the head by saying uh i don't understand the the complexities of the immune system because like do i <laughs> do does? does any yeah. immunologist <laughs> like it is complex it's hella complex um yeah yeah it is <laughs> um but you you mentioned um innate and adaptive so so the idea is that we we do have innate and adaptive so innate as the word sort of suggests is kind of always there and it's it's always present and it's it's with us um and it's fast and it can block but it's not very specific so it might just say oh this is a bacteria i don't like it or this is a virus I don't like it. And and they're the main drivers of inflammation. Um, and the idea of inflammation is to recruit a whole lot of cells. So, you know, things like your, your Pac-Man phagocytes, they will just come and, and try to mop things up. Get that um, grin off your face, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also have cells called, called neutrophils, which, which also uh, gobble things up, but they also... Uh, cast like little spider web kind of nets to trap. Oh, they're the um, Spider-Man yeah. ones. Yeah. Well, there we go. It's definitely an Avengers Our thing. Avengers team it is. is growing. <laughs> Tom um, Holland, if you listen to this podcast, we want you to play the... Uh, oh, yeah. What, what, please. <laughs> Tom please Holland, because you the, definitely uh, the listen neutrophils. to this podcast. The, yeah. <laughs> I can't decide if neutrophils sounds like a multivitamin or a breakfast cereal. <laughs> um, but but you, you know when you pop a pimple and you get like white stuff coming out yeah pus yeah, right that is neutrophils oh fun fact so my pimples are spider-man <laughs> oh, <laughs> ew <laughs> mate i'm just trying to learn to love my acne right whatever whatever helps me get there if i yep. like to believe i've got spider-man inside my face i'll believe it <laughs> well i mean spider-man's meant to be a metaphor for puberty right so rather than like the shooting True. web being <laughs> yeah. what other people probably related it to being a different process 
any boys <laughs> experience during puberty. It's, you know, acne and that, you know? Spider- <laughs> Spider-Man himself is red like the pimple and he's shooting, you know, some uh, neutrophil. There you go. Yeah. 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 I love it. Go, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> our Avenger teams, uh, our teams assembling. Um, yes, yeah, so, but, but the idea of the innate immune system is that it, it's kind of not very specific. Um and I'm sure innate immunologists are gonna, you know, throw their arms up and, and argue with me that that it's it's specific. But uh, it's not as specific as um, your adaptive immune system. Um, so that is your B cells and your T cells, and they target, you know, very very specific molecules. So they're not just gonna be like, oh, it's a bacterium. Um, they will work out what it is. Well, rather that, like you know, they'll, they'll see a particular part of that bacterium um, and fight that. Um, they won't necessarily have their cogs turning and go, "Oh, it's it's from tuberculosis," but you know, um, they are quite specific. So, because because of that, they do take longer because if you have one T cell that recognizes, you know, one molecule. Um, and you've got like I, I I can't like you've got ten to the fifteen different T cells in your body that that recognize different things, right? So so wow. that frequency is very very low. Yeah. Um. Mm. So the the chances of the meeting is is a little bit low, and that's why it sort of takes time because you're you're waiting for that chance encounter. Um. And and once a T cell sees the molecule that that actually activates it, that it recognizes it will become active and then either go down that killer path or the helper path. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, but, but really coolly, um, you'll get heaps more of them. So, so instead of just having like one, and I mean, I, I just pulled out the number one, but you probably have like a handful of, of any T cell with any given specificity. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of just having that low number, suddenly they'll just – multiply themselves so that you have heaps of them and then they can you know fight the infection mm. um but that that takes several days um but then after the infection's cleared most of them will die off because you don't want them hanging around and potentially just sort of um attacking your own cells for no reason yeah um but some of them hang around as memory t cells and you can have memory b cells as well um and the idea is that they can be activated and engaged much faster. They are not limited to your blood and your lymph. So when a T cell hasn't met its its um, I was going to say soulmate, but like <laughs> <laughs> if that's what no, you it's, it's uh, rival, plan it's to do when you meet your soulmate, nemesis. soulmate, Katrina, attack it. Yeah. Um, I may I suggest romance is not for you. Uh, <laughs> How about it's arch um, nemesis? But yeah, if a T cell hasn't met um, the the molecule that really gets it going, um, Ooh. it Ooh. can't it's get assassin to, to... Um, assassin target assassin yes, it's target um, thing. Um, it, assassin... it just stays in circulation. But once it becomes memory, um, it's already sort of had that first round of activation. It can go anywhere. Is that why, like, things like chicken pox and stuff, you only get once? Yeah, I was thinking apparently. about that. Or you get, or at least from my experience, I got chicken pox once when I was young. 
and then a little bit later i think maybe when i was like 10 or 12 i got shingles once and then that went away and i haven't gotten it again since but what what i had heard is that the apparently like once you get it the virus just always hangs around in you and that's what prevents you from getting it again in the future um, yeah the virus definitely does hang around uh, hang around um yeah which which is kind of odd to think about it i like, always you know, i have chicken i've pox got the virus right now. you've that's clearly crazy. got the virus yeah <laughs> um but yeah, so so some of these memory teas. And I feel like virus is just a scarier word now than it used to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not gonna lie, it's saying virus out of my fight or flight a little. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I've got the virus, you've got the virus. I was like, wait, we've all got COVID. Oh fuck. <laughs> Different virus. Um Yeah. But that's not the virus. This is 2020. No. The virus <laughs> means something very different. <laughs> it's like when you capitalize T, like the mm. and capitalize yeah. v, we the have virus. to use and, and being positive now, now just has like a completely different meaning yeah. oh, just yeah. be positive like nothing no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um but but yeah so so memory t-cells can go to to what we call it your tissues so they can go you know wherever um and you will have memory t-cells in your skin that if the virus tries to activate again those memory t-cells will be like nope not today um, so it's like, you know, the virus has gone to this particular nightclub, that this particular nightclub being, uh, you know, the tissues in your body, um, caused some, caused some issues, you know, maybe jumped about on the table and thrown a beer at someone's head. I don't know. Um, so now his photos up on the wall. So the bouncers like recognize <laughs> him. And anytime he tries to enter again, he's like, nah, 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 nope. mate, you are banned for life. You are mm. on the life ban list. Don't you yeah. even think about stepping foot in here? Um, so much. So does that and, this and movie that's... is just getting so much substance <laughs> to it, and I love it. So if someone were to like contract an autoimmune disease like HIV, AIDS, something like that, would that mean then if they had chickenpox in their life and that virus was laying dormant in them and it tried to rear its head again, but would the autoimmune disease Ooh. shut down the function of the T cells and thus that's could they get chickenpox again? I, I just want to clarify that um, HIV is not an autoimmune disease. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, HIV so, is, is a virus. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Yeah. The V stands That's for virus. Right. Kind of like how, um, <laughs> it's all good. what is it? Um, uh, the, 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 the coronavirus is the virus and then COVID-19 is the disease. HIV is the virus and then AIDS is the autoimmune disease. Again, it's not an autoimmune disease, but is yes, it? it is. Okay. It is. It is. AIDS is sort of the progression of it. Okay. AIDS. So oh, you can AIDS be HIV immunodeficiency syndrome. Or okay. It's acquired. not auto acquired. That's what it is. It's not autoimmune deficiency oh, syndrome. It's okay. acquired immune. The opposite of auto. You have to acquire <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, well done. Well done. That's a but, juicy but bit of misinformation I've learned. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, autoimmune diseases do exist okay. um, where the immune system shuts down. And no, that's an interesting point regarding. Mm. But but with HIV, that was mm. an interesting point. And it, it's not an autoimmune disease, but HIV actually targets your T cells. So it, oh. it infects and kills your T cells. So that's mm. why it's an immunodeficiency. That's the ID in okay. AIDS. 
Um, so what's the A? Acquired? Acquired, acquired immunodeficiency in, yeah. syndrome. What, what, what would an example of an autoimmune di- disease be just for contrast so I know what the difference mm-hmm. is? Um, an autoimmune disease would be something like type 1 diabetes. Um, so what happens is your T cells and, and this is the killer ones, the killer Mm. T cells, um, start attacking the beta cells of your pancreas and the beta cells of your pancreas are the ones that produce insulin. Mm. So if you're wiping out all the cells in your pancreas that produce insulin, you're not going to have any. And and that's what causes diabetes. Well, type one. Type one. Yeah. And like multiple sclerosis is a similar Mm. thing with the myelin around your neurons. The um, coating of your neurons gets attacked by, I'm not sure if it's T cells or what cells it is specifically, but. So autoimmune meaning, you know, your own immune system is attacking. Your own immune system starts attacking stuff. HIV. Um, is something you acquire, i.e. acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, AIDS. Mm -hmm. Which is where something will kill your immune system. Right, meaning your immune system can no longer function, meaning that any other scary shit can do its stuff to you. Mm. Cool, which brings us back, could, so so chickenpox could feasibly come back. Yeah, so scary shit becomes scarier. bounce back as as you mentioned good good Hot it, damn. It, it can yeah there you go um, and that's uh that that's one of the big problems with mm. hiv because um you know your, your immune system's not functioning mm. so well and that's why Cause that's the thing that's why it's so deadly right it's not yeah. because the hiv um or it's like you don't die of aids you die of aids related complications aka mm-hmm. you picked up another illness that wouldn't normally kill you but your immune system wasn't there to defend it like to defend your yeah. body so said illness successfully killed you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we call that comorbidity um, where you've got AIDS plus something else. So that's, that's the co. Right. Um, and, and a big one is, is HIV and tuberculosis. So TB, that's a, that's a massive okay. killer. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to, yeah. now so, that we're in the like down in the dumps of people <laughs> having AIDS and dying, um, I want to like, before we run out of time, steer you in a very specific direction because I want information and I happen to know <laughs> that you know some things that I don't. Um, and this kind of brings us back to something that we spoke about quite early in the podcast about lipids and, and cells um identifying lipids and a particular thing that is made up of lipids slash you know oils is uh sunscreen right am i right to say that sunscreen (laughs) is an oily oily bitch and that um immune cells can sometimes not like that you are absolutely right tell Um, me more (laughs) tell me more tell me more i was so Um, hoping you'd do that (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) um yeah so I, I mentioned that I work on on hipster T cells that recognize lipid molecules. And mm-hmm. okay, you're absolutely right. Uh, there are oils in sunscreen, and mm-hmm. um, so I was I was studying cells that recognize. So I, I mentioned that there are different CD ones, and um, just as a recap, they are what present the lipids to T cells. So mm-hmm. they're the silver platter, mm-hmm. um, the butler, and, and if you will. <laughs> yes, the butler. 
there are so many characters in this in this story. Now. I know. I'm I'm thinking it might need to be like a whole TV series. Or... I mean, here's the thing, right? They didn't get Marvel didn't get to the Avengers until like they already had established. You know, they had an Iron Man movie, they had a Captain America. Oh, true, movie, they had true. A Thor you know, movie, there's a whole Marvel Hulk cinematic movie. universe. We can't do yeah. what DC did and drop Justice League first and then do the movies after that because then we'll just bomb, right? We gotta, mm, we gotta establish mm. the characters one by one, you know. Yeah, get you invested in the characters before the final fight where you kill off. Um, <laughs> we all cry. Lots a mini of series, oh, including a show. Yeah, no I'll, I'll, I'll cut, I'll cut that. I'll cut that. Please, out. that was really like no. no. We 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 ain't we ain't dropping spoilers. We're not. This show. No, we're not. <laughs> Sorry, God. All right. Um, Darth Vader is Luke's um, father. <laughs> I've only seen it because, like, I now have Disney Plus for Hamilton. Um, <laughs> so I'm caught up in the MCU. Anyway, um, so CD1 is the butler mm-hmm. um, and, and there are different CD1. So I, I look at T-cells um, that recognise lipids presented by CD1A, which is one of the CD1s. And I, I actually didn't come up with this name, but mm-hmm. because... They're called CD1A restricted T cells. That's a bit of a mouthful. CAR was already taken, and I've already mentioned CAR T cells. Mm, mm. Uh, someone, not me, suggested cat. <laughs> yes. Um, so cat studies cats. Yeah. Is that what? Cat studies cat cells. That's um, amazing. I love that for you. <laughs> I love it too, and. It's not like I, I didn't even name it after myself. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I, I was already studying these cells. And um, uh, first year of my PhD, I wore sunscreen that I'd never used before. And then um, I, I, I was fine the first time I used it. And then I started using it again that summer. And my face just got completely covered in rash and um you know basically everywhere I'd applied the sunscreen so my arms my legs and I was just like what is going on because I've used sunscreen before in my life Mm. and we live in Australia so pretty important to wear sunscreen yeah yeah yeah. um so I I started doing some detective work to work out what was an ingredient in that sunscreen that I had used that caused my allergy that I'd never used before like that mm-hmm. that wasn't in yeah, something yeah. That, that I had used. Um, and I identified um, an ingredient that was an oil that had the right shape to fit into CD1A. Um, so that was just very, yeah. very coincidental. Yeah. You could buy a bottle of that oil specifically from Amazon for $5. So I did that. Amazing. I bought it. I whacked it into an experiment. They activated the cat cells and I was oh, like, no oh way. my gosh. This is you did a science new, new project. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! I love how you're such a scientist. I just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> at least I wasn't like, all right, everyone, just stop what we're doing. We're 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 like midway through a hike, but I've got this rash, so I need to take my blood now. <laughs> <laughs> um, thought flashed across my mind, but then I just I left it. Um, but yeah, so so that kind of got me into the whole area of looking at uh, different oils that are in skincare products that cause allergy in some people. Mm. Um, and partly that would be because of the cat cells. Um, and, and these same cat cells can play a role in, in bee and wasp stings, in 
um, house dust mite allergy. Um, it's because they're recognizing um, these oils or the, these lipids and they think the yeah, skin's yeah. under attack. So they start to attack the skin. Why does it only happen in some people? Do you know this uh, and not others? I, I would like to find out. Um, <laughs> I, I'm guessing, though, it's probably a number of factors. But um, from what I've been looking at so far in terms of all the, the blood donors that I've, I've received, everyone's frequency, so the number of cat cells they have, is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So if, if they don't have many, then, you know, it's probably not going to be yeah. so much of a problem. Um, but also remember I was talking about um, – T cells, and if they haven't met their counterpart, they stay in the blood and the lymph, which is mm-hmm. where all the immune cells travel. But if they have become activated once before, that's when they start to go into the tissues. Right. So, so that's why it didn't happen straight away. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. that's that's why I knew it was a T cell thing because um, there are different types of allergies, and allergies that you know are immediate. That's usually driven by very different cells to allergies mm. that um, you need to sort of uh, have a few exposures to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, God, the uh, body is cool. <laughs> Although in my case, now I'm allergic to, to different skincare products. They're so like, oh, yeah, no, okay. my body's well, cool. <laughs> objectively, me as an observer, I'm like, that's scientifically cool to watch you suffer like the fact that you were (laughs) able to like narrow down and identify exactly what the problem is one based on your own like knowledge of stuff and two just the fact that this knowledge is out there such that we're able to use this for our own benefit rather than just being like oh no my skin's breaking out it must be a witch ah you know (laughs) (laughs) i mean it could also be a witch it could be Um, yeah i I pissed a witch off (laughs) (laughs) don't do that noted no that's really that's so cool. Yeah, um, so that that's my sunscreen story. <laughs> that was every bit as amazing as I hoped it would be, not going to lie. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so so now I'm looking at T-cells in the skin and that's super exciting. Um, I feel like this project is my baby because it's something that I drove as opposed to something that my supervisors had an idea mm, for. It mm, is like And kind of shuffled you into. You were like, no, this is what I want to, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cells, like a whole extra baby. level of exciting you know feeling like your contribution is actually like your contribution right Mm. like Mm. yeah no that's so cool um before we shuffle on to our listener question i want to circle back around to the very first thing you said when you introduced yourself which is that you were a singing scientist um and so it would be remiss of us not to jump on this opportunity and say hey do you want to like play us a song to just you know summarize (laughs) your (laughs) Um, you know, your stuff. My 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 thesis in a song. Your thesis in a song. No pressure. Uh, <laughs> forget about the three minute thesis. I want the one minute song thesis. Okay. <clears throat> Patrolling your body are all these cat cells. They check the cells of your body to see if they're well. Presented by CD1A Attacking things not from yourself To keep bad bugs at bay Cat cells attack When they see something off They call on 
immune cells and the immune response kicks off. Cat cells are hipster T cells that recognize fat. When they see lipids from bacteria, they get ready for combat. Some recognize oils in sunscreen causing allergy. They mistake the oil for a threat and call the cavalry. Cat cells attack. When they see something off, they call on immune cells for the immune response to kick off. Oh my god. Woo. I'm obsessed. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, That's so that. good. I love and that. <laughs> no, nah, it's great. It's so much better now that I've had the, you know, the the whole primer lesson leading up mm, to it. And mm. then the like, you know. Honestly, oh. it was a pretty good like way to consolidate and summarize what we mm. what we talked about with all our in, in case anyone struggled to fo- follow along with all of our tangents and offshoots and stuff, I think that was a really good way to tie it up, at least for me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, oh, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, but I will drag us along away from t- um, T-cells quite sadly onto our listener question. Not not sadly, because it's actually, it's actually a very great, interesting listener question. Um, so we had a listener question written in from Artie this week. Um, and Artie wrote, do snakes have necks? Um, and then went on Ooh. to say, or are they all spine? And I want to just like They're pause for neck. a moment and be like, your spine is like, your neck is part of your spine. Um, <laughs> like, uh, so yes, they are all spine in that sense, but, but yes, yes. Snakes have necks. So this is really oh. cool. I, I was like, that's actually such a good question. I've got no idea. Are they just all neck or are they, you know, right, snakes yeah. are weird, man. Like, are they, what are, do they have? Divi- like, cause obviously like humans, right. What makes up our neck or the neck portion of our spine, right. Are seven very specific vertebra, which are mm. our cervical vertebra, which are a different shape to your thoracic vertebra, which are the ones that have your ribs attached and your lumbar vertebra, right? Uh-huh. You look confused, Katriana. You say the cervical vertebra? Is that, yeah, okay, that's different to the cervix. My bad. Yep, continue. Yeah, <laughs> cervical. Yep. Yep. <laughs> ones around, or cervical, like I've also heard it pronounced, but the way it, I don't know, the way it's spelled, I believe it should be cervical, so I'm going to say cervical. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I've so, heard it cervical. That's, that's why I was like, mm, oh. but yes. Yeah, it could be same either. Thing. Same, same. Cervical, yeah. cervical. But there's seven of them, right? And they don't yeah. have, you know, you don't have your ribs attached and that's that's our neck. But we also kind of have these jutting out shoulders or like if you think of other reptiles, like like lizards in comparison to snakes, right? They also kind of have a very clear distinction between where their neck ends and their body or their torso, you know, um... I'm just trying to trunk. That's the word. They're, there's a very clear border between their neck and their trunk. So do snakes have this? Um, and scientists argue yes. There's there's a little bit of like complicated debate, but they argue yes. So snakes have lots of vertebra, very long spines running all the way from the base of their skull to their tail. So to put it in perspective, humans have 33 spinal vertebra in total. Um, snakes can have 200 to 400, depending on oh. the snake. Yeah, I think the Australian oh, okay. python has the most at like 600. Yeah, um, Australia. Wow. That's why they're so flexy. 
Because yeah. cause they're like those, well, like those wooden toys that are like wooden snakes that like obviously <laughs> the more little bends there are, the more they've got the more flexy they can be. Yeah. Um yeah, so they've got hundreds gymnast snakes. Gymnast snakes gymnast with snakes. hundreds of vertebrae. But the thing is, they most of them have ribs, but not all of them. So there's one or two ribs right or at the base of the skull that don't have little ribs on them. Okay. Um, so or have very, very small, like smaller ribs than the rest of them. So they've got, you know, because that's what keeps them balloon <laughs> ballooned. Um <laughs> ballooned out is what they've got their ribs and their and their rounded. spine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is the ribs that keep them round. So you could argue that the couple of little spinal vertebrae that um, don't have the ribs or have the smaller ribs, depending on the on the species of snake, is the neck. Um, but there, like, there are other couple of of indications of what could be considered neck as well, right? So you've got your inside. So there's a bit they, you know, they've got their mouth, and then you've got your trachea and your esophagus, which is you know inside our neck before our lungs or our stomach or our heart or whatever begins but you could also argue that that's throat and that throat is different to neck this is where you get into like this was actually like it became a complicated question once i started researching because there was so much debate about like what is a neck right right? um but the most definitive kind of paper that i found there was there was this 2012 study that argued that snakes do in fact have necks much like their other scaled reptilian friends, like lizards, for example. Um, So while they've lost the legs and so forth, they've kept the necks in the sense of muscles. So they looked at all the different muscles that make up the body of of the snake um, and also a bunch of other reptiles. And essentially the same neck muscles that are found in these other reptiles are are also still found in snakes. And so that's where they've decided you can you can draw this border between the neck and the trunk is due to these muscles. But it gets a bit ambiguous because the muscles aren't always in the same arrangement as in other animals and they may be a bit more spread out. And so the long, complicated answer is it's complicated. Um, but the oh, short science. answer is essentially, yes, there are enough, you know, differing things between the snake's skull and anything that could be considered its trunk or its stomach or its, you know, body mm. um, to be considered that they do have this tiny little section that is a neck because they can move their heads around like they're, right. you know, right at the base of their skull. Like, I mean, they're pretty flexible. and They can move everything about, but they can. There is a particularly rotational bit. At the base of the skull. I guess if so. you think about like cobras with that mm. frilly bit, like if you think about a cobra rearing its mm. head, there's like a distinct part that's like different from its body. They're like yeah, yeah, where it's like a little bit back. skinnier because it doesn't yeah. have the the bigger ribs. Yeah. So yes, yes, Artie, snakes do have necks, but also yes, they are all spine, um, apart from the <laughs> skull. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's our listener question. That was an awesome episode. I had a lot of fun learning mm. all about T-cells and the immune system and our crazy badass set of Avengers that we have living in our body. Um, check back here regularly for release dates for the cin- the cinematic universe, <laughs> um, all the movies coming out as part of that, which are going the to be musicals. Immuniverse. Yes. Oh. <laughs> the Immuniverse. Oh, my God. We're going to have a oh, musical cinematic universe, and I am so... Uh, Here for it. (laughs) (laughs) 
So if people yeah, want to have regular epic. updates on the Immuniverse, I've, yes. um, I'm sure you're going to be posting all about them, Catriona. Otherwise, yeah. if people yeah. wanted so to... Yeah, so uh, where can people find you and your social media if they want to find out more about, I mean, I guess your other work, but more importantly, <laughs> the Cinematic Immuniverse? Um, so you can find me on Instagram and YouTube at Neuroscientist, so that's N-Y-U-R-O, Scientist. Um, play on my because surname. it's your name. Yes, I really yep. should have gone into neuroscience. Yeah, um, honestly, uh, why are you not a neuroscientist? <laughs> should just change now. Give it's, up. It's honestly the superior science. Um, you guys, for real, should just Freaky Friday, and then you get to learn more about natural killer cells, and Catcher, and you get to live up to your namesake. Yeah, yeah. it's a win-win. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I'm also on Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. Catriona NR, um, and I, I post lots of things about thoughts, study, mm. other people's studies. Other people's um, thoughts. And yeah. Your Twitter feed is one of the better be ones that I follow. 10 out oh. of 10. Oh, thank you. Mm. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you updated on the Immuniverse. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, you can find us if you don't already. Um, follow us on social media. We're on Twitter at CuriosityRat. Um, same on Instagram. And on Facebook, you can just give us a cheeky search, Curiosity Killed the Rat, and you will find us there. Um, and as always, as well, if you too want your listener question answered by us on the show, you can email us in at curiosityrat at gmail.com. That's curiosityrat at gmail.com. We're always keen for more listener questions. (laughs) We love all of them. Please send them Yeah, 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 yeah. No, please. And so I hope with that... You guys feel like you've learned something. You've come on a journey with us. I feel like I've learned something. I definitely learned things. I always awesome. I learned heaps uh, that episode. Hot damn. Yeah. I learned I, feel like I was we could do ignorant a whole about immune year diseases. on the immune system, right? <laughs> like a whole year of weekly episodes that are an hour long on the immune system. Like it's just, it's a whole degree for a reason. Uh, <laughs> or several degrees. Um, but we yeah. need the backstory of all the characters, like one on Spider-Man, one on like yeah, yeah. all the origin stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. We're making a gosh darn franchise. <laughs> we'll sell merch. We've got to capitalize on this. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Uh. So with that, we should probably let you guys get back to your lives, I guess. But um, hope you enjoyed it. And we will catch you next episode. See you guys. Curiosity. Kill the rat. Curiosity.